Back Nine Development is proud to present Kevin Keatsman Has Issues online at backninedevelopment.com. I've been asked hundreds of times through the years who's the most famous person I've ever met or interviewed, or maybe my favorite person that I've ever met or interviewed, and I never really know how to answer the question, but there's definitely about 10 or 12 people that I've met or interviewed or even gotten to know uh, throughout my professional career a little bit that stand out and stand above all, and Bob Knight was certainly one of those. He was one of the most intimidating people you could ever possibly be around that I guess you, would, you wouldn't say that he put on something fake around the media or about the media, but he was rough on the media. There's no doubt about it. Later, after coaching, he sort of got into it by becoming an analyst and calling games on television. But Bob Knight has passed at the age of 83 after a long illness, and he's one of the all-time great coaches in the history of American sport. Forget college basketball. In the history of American sport, and one of the all-time great sports personalities that anyone would ever see or ever get to know. We famously remember him getting a double technical but not being ejected, so he threw a chair on the court at a game one time. We also remember his Indiana farewell speech where he said, uh, you know, he basically said, bury me upside down so my critics can kiss my ass. We all remember that. But what I remember most about Bob Knight, after I'd interviewed him a couple of times, he came up in a conversation that I had one time with Tom Watson. While I was fortunate enough to be playing golf with uh, Mr. Watson, there were a couple of opportunities I got to play with Tom and a couple of events that I hosted or emceed for him through the years of things that he was doing. And before we would do these events, Tom had a longstanding tradition of, we're going to have breakfast together or lunch together or something. I w- this is my way of thanking you for helping me with this event or whatever it may be. Tom is a very gracious man. And I remember a couple of different occasions talking about Bob Knight. One was at a breakfast at Lock Lloyd before a walking event with the members where Watson was opening up his new holes at Lock Lloyd. And Neil Patterson, the founder and CEO of Cerner, was at that breakfast. It was just the three of us. It was me and Neil Patterson and Tom Watson. And I remember thinking the whole time, how in the world am I, radio boy, sitting here with these two fellas? Amazing. And the name Bob Knight came up because they both knew Bob Knight. Tom Watson was particularly close with Bobby Knight. They used to go hunting together. And Neil Patterson, one of the most outspoken conservatives anywhere that you'd ever find, the founder of Cerner, uh, was talking about his dealings with Bob Knight and the things that he liked about him and the, the distant friendship that they had or acquaintance that they had. The other was when I was, the first time I heard about Bob Knight from Tom Watson was when I was playing golf with Tom at the National. And he, he hit a shot or I hit a shot or I think I, I don't remember the occasion. And Tom made some cracks as Bob Knight would call. And I forget what he said. I, I feel terrible that I don't remember this. He said, oh, Bob Knight would call that a blank blank. And I don't remember what the term was that Bob Knight would call a bad golf shot. Uh, we've heard the term duck snort in baseball, the little duck snort, a blooper, blo- broken bat blooper. So it was, it was a reference to a bad golf shot. It was pretty funny. Back in the day when we used to go, on uh, golf trips as younger men, I would take a video every year that I had pirated from Channel 4. When I worked in television, a lot of videos would circulate and things would be out there. They're now on the internet. You could probably find this somewhere on the internet. But I made a VHS copy of this tape and we took it on the golf trip. So after we played golf and had a couple of beers and went back to the condo or the hotel room, we'd pop it in then the V8. Remember the TVs had the VHS machines? We'd put it in for sheer entertainment every year on the golf trip and it was outtakes of a Bob Knight golf show 
where he was getting lessons from a pro to become better. And it was just nothing but constant cursing and berating the pro, and it was hysterical. And in this, and it was stuff that never made the public eye, and it's probably out there now, like I said, you'd laugh till you pee your pants. It was so funny. Bob Knight would hit one crappy shot after another. He'd curse. He'd pound the ground. He'd scream. It would look like him throwing the chair as the basketball coach. And he would call the the pro names and scream at him and all this. But you realized in watching this videotape that it wasn't real, that this pro actually liked Bob Knight, that this was a character, that Bob Knight had this personality deal. And he would scream at the guy, but they were close. He was screaming at a friend like you may scream at your friend or somebody that you're very close with that you call names or you tease or whatever that that was part of his personality. Jack Harry had a run-in one time with Bob Knight in Utah. We were out, it was either Boise or Utah. I don't remember if it was Boise or, or Ogden, Utah. It was the NCAA tournament, and the Missouri Tigers were playing. And at the time, Jack Harry at Channel 41 had a news director that says, that's great, you're going to cover Missouri, but Bob Knight is there. Go out there and stir the pot and make some national news. The news director literally told Jack Harry on assignment, go out there get crusty, get in his face, and see if you can get him to explode. And so we had a gaggle, a gangbang, after the, the media thing where they sit at the podium and he comes over, and there's like 30 reporters around Bob Knight, and I'm one of them. I'm with Channel 4. Jack carries out there. He may have actually been with Channel 5 at the time. And Jack asks some off-the-wall question of Bob Knight, and Bob Knight looks at him and goes, who the F are you? And he goes, I'm Jack Harry, KCTV, Kansas City. Really, Jack Harry, KCTV, Kansas City, you think you know more about this than I do? And Bob Knight just lets into him, and he goes, let me stop right there. He goes, hang on, everyone. And he grabs Jack by the arm, and he goes, I want to speak with you. And he literally takes him over behind the woodshed. It was not a woodshed. I don't know what the little building was that was adjacent to where we were. He takes him behind this structure, and all you can hear is screaming. Bob Knight's screaming, and Jack Harry's back there. There's no camera rolling now, but Jack's getting it. He's getting the business from Bob Knight. Bob Knight comes back, finishes up, makes some crack about all the rest of us being losers too, and then goes on and does his thing. And you sort of got to know being around Bob Knight through the years that it wasn't really a shtick, but it's just the way that he tolerated and dealt with the media. He didn't like the media, but he didn't really hate us. He didn't think we were idiots. He didn't think we were stupid. Yeah, He didn't think we were buffoons. He had friends in the media. He was just one of the most interesting people you'd ever be around. So I always name him when somebody says, who's one of the most famous or interesting people? I say, well, Bob Knight was a real treat, but I got a whole bunch. And I don't talk about him very often on the podcast. Maybe someday I'll do a podcast and rank my top 10 or something. And you may find that interesting, but I've never really thought to put that much effort into it. When we see someone pass like Bob Knight, I feel compelled to share these stories and tell you what I know about him from the people that are closest to him. We heard from Donald Trump talking about what a great man Bob Knight was. He was a great American conservative, a military guy. Like this guy was, was salt of the earth. He was friends with Rush Limbaugh and George Brett. His favorite player was a guy that he didn't coach, Michael Jordan. Bob Knight famously, after facing Michael Jordan in college, said, that's the best player I've ever coached against. Remember, in college, Michael Jordan was really good, but he wasn't like the standout. He didn't come out as like the number one pick, like this is the greatest player of all time. Bob Knight was the first person to recognize Michael Jordan is, the, is changing the game of basketball. After he played him for the first time when he was at North Carolina and Bob Knight was in Indiana, he said, I've never faced an athlete like that. He does things that others don't do. He's a great kid, and I've never seen anybody that competitive. And this is a man who'd never coached him. He just played against him and said, that's the best player I've ever seen. 
And Bob Knight coached a lot of great players. A lot of great players. He spotted it in Michael Jordan before anyone else as an opponent. This was a great basketball mind. He was a great coach. Most of all, he was a great leader. The clip I want to play for you today to remember Bob Knight is not him throwing a chair. It's not him saying, kiss my ass. It's not any of the other things that he did or was involved in. It is a speech he gave. This is pretty old. This has got to be at least 20 years old now. But it was a speech he gave at a conference, a leadership conference. He was asked to speak not just on coaching, but on leading other people. It's at a leadership conference, and it turns into one of the greatest Michael Jordan stories of all time because Bob Knight did get a chance to coach Michael Jordan in the Olympics in 1984. This speaks at all about Bob Knight's coaching. I think have got to really be a flexible leader if you're going to be an effective leader. I walked into the locker room after the first half of our game with Spain in 1984 for the gold medal. We're ahead by 29 points. We've played basketball as well as the game can be played. Michael Jordan has played 12 minutes out of the 20. He has 11 rebounds, 9 assists, and 19 points in 12 minutes. In my opinion, there's nobody that's ever played anything that can compare to Michael Jordan with the possible exception of Jack Nicklaus and Babe Ruth. Michael Jordan is just the best there ever was at what he does by a considerable margin. So I'm walking across the floor with this 29-point lead as I look at the scoreboard, and I'm a great believer in the best three minutes of the game for us has got to be the first three minutes of the second half. But what the hell am I going to say? Hey, we got to get better. We're 29 points ahead. We got to win by 59. These kids are going to be a little bit satisfied with themselves. They know how well they play. And when I get to the locker room, I still haven't come up with an answer. I open the door, and the first guy I see is Jordan sitting in front of his locker. Idea light flashes. I say to myself, I'm going to get on Jordan's ass a little bit. And everybody else is going to say, God, if he's upset with Jordan, how's he feel about me? 12 minutes, 19 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists, and I have the stat sheet in my hand, and I walk over in front of Jordan, and I look down at him, and I say, Mike, when the hell are you going to set a screen? We got four guys out there screening when you're in the game, screening to get you open, screening to get each other open, haven't seen you set a screen yet. The only way I get all five guys screening, Mike, is to get you the hell out of the game. Now, when are you going to set a screen? All you've been doing so far, goddammit, is rebounding, passing, and scoring. You need to screen, Mike. Now, Jordan, you've all seen the grin. I mean, it's the greatest grin in the world. Doesn't quite use all of his grin in this circumstance. But he looks up at me and he grins a little bit and he says, Coach, didn't I see last week where you said I was the quickest player you'd ever been around? I said, Mike, what the hell has that got to do with you screening? Coach, I think I'm setting them quicker than you can see them out there. <laughs> well, I was flexible enough to look at Jordan and say, then, God damn it, slow him down a little bit so I can see him. Bob Knight, formerly known as Bobby Knight when he was younger, 
uh, one of the greatest of all time. There are people that will say he's the greatest college basketball coach of all time. He doesn't have the championships in the hardware. Uh, he doesn't have the necessarily number of wins. There's some scandal and whatnot. But if you would just want to ask other coaches, there's, there's usually there's a lot of times a referendum on a coach. Like some coaches are just renowned by other coaches. Like Andy Reid is not going to win as many Super Bowls as Bill Belichick. But if you polled coaches, they might tell you that Andy Reid is a better coach than Bill Belichick. When you poll other coaches, Bob Knight ranks at the top of that. You ask other coaches, they'll say Bob Knight was the best. That was the best basketball coach that they ever saw. Rest in peace, Bobby Knight. You gave us countless years and games of entertainment and thrills and excellence, and you were a great American conservative, and we appreciate you for that and all that you gave to the young men that you molded and taught so many great lessons to. Well done. On to the more serious, and this is a story that nobody is talking about. This happened Tuesday in Kansas City. It's a shocker. It's one that and I get a lot of emails when I do this from folks that are in real estate or mortgages or whatnot, and I'm not picking on the industry. I'm not picking on the industry, okay? What I do is I look at things and I see how the world is changing, and I go, well, that has to change. And I think real estate has to change. I think the, the gargantuan commissions that buyers and sellers pay on real estate is it has to change. I just don't think people will, the internet's changed a lot of things. The internet has basically killed AM radio, which was my industry. So I'm not picking on anybody's industry, okay? It's just a fact of life that technology changes everything. And technology is going to change real estate dramatically. And it's going to mean more money in the pockets of homeowners and less in the pockets of realtors. That's just a fact. That's happening whether anybody likes it or not. I'm just, I'm just saying it. I'm not wishing for it. I'm not for against anyone. This was an absolute shocker out of nowhere in Kansas City on Tuesday. The real estate capital of America, Kansas City. This is shocking. I mean, you're just not going to believe this. The National Association of Realtors and several residential brokers in the Kansas City area were found guilty by a Missouri jury on Tuesday of conspiring to artificially inflate commissions for home sales between 2015 and 2022 and held liable for almost $1.8 billion, with a B, billion dollars in damages. Plaintiffs in the case included sellers of over 260,000 homes in Missouri, Kansas, and Illinois between 15 and 22 that raised objections to the commissions they had paid buyers' brokers. The damages awarded by the federal jury in Kansas City can be tripled to over $5.3 billion under U.S. antitrust law. What? Home sellers in Kansas and Missouri mainly, and a few in Illinois, which would be the St. Louis area, I'm guessing. Between 2015 and 2022, a jury has found that the National Association of Realtors and Real estate brokers in the Kansas City, St. Louis, and around Missouri and Kansas areas could be held liable for $5.3 billion in damages. The verdict is in. The realtors are guilty. Home sellers complain the commission model suppressed competition in the real estate industry. By keeping commissions for buyers brokers in the 25 to 3% range, they diminish despite the fact that there are diminishing roles of brokers as buyers are increasingly able to find their homes online independently. I don't know if this is going to stick. 
I don't know if it's going to stick, but I feel bad for people in real estate and mortgages right now. I do. I feel terrible for you because the consumer doesn't like you. They think they can do this without you. They may be wrong. Again, I'm not picking sides here. I'm just telling you what people think. They think they can get on an app and you know buy the car at the right place and get the right deal or whatever. When I'll tell you flat up, it's gonna you're going to do well to go to Roberts Robinson in Excelsior Springs. They're gonna treat you fairly. They'll get you every possible discount. They are fair people. They're good people. They will not rip you off. You're gonna get taken care of. You go try to buy a car on an app and some truck delivers it to your house and you haven't even seen it. You really wanna do that? Is that really where we wanna go? I got a lot of questions about a lot of this stuff, but this is a stunning verdict. The federal jury held realtors liable to the tune of $1.8 billion for conspiring to artificially inflate commissions on home sales. Whoa. The lead lawyer for the plaintiff, Michael Ketchmark, in Kansas City, in the courtroom, said of the ruling, quote, the day of accountability has arrived in real estate, unquote. Man. There's a story that you're not hearing about that you needed to know. Oh, here's another one. This is really tasty. I like this story. The city of Shawnee, I've mentioned this a time or two. The city of Shawnee has a council that is seven to one Republican, conservative. They have flipped in the last two years. The people of Shawnee have taken notice. The voters in Shawnee are conservative. They've elected the people that they want in nonpartisan elections. They've gone out and found out who the conservatives are. They've put them in charge, and it's fundamentally changing Shawnee. The residents will tell you there it's for the better. For the media around Kansas City, like the Kansas City Star or this story from KCUR, which is your tax dollar public radio, they're not so happy. They're basically saying now, okay, so something really interesting happened this week. The city manager, Doug Gerber, is out. I don't know if he's technically suspended at this point or fired. I don't know if he's been terminated. Doug Gerber came from Topeka, where in his background, there were previous accusations of him being a little bit of a sexual deviant. (laughs) Okay. So he's in Shawnee, and he's not on board with all the conservatives. The city manager clearly is a Democrat, and he's clearly got some things in his background. And so what happens about a month ago, maybe two months ago? A video of city manager Doug Gerbert starts circulating around City Hall to all the employees that work there, an anonymous video of him sexting. It's disgusting, of course. It's not something anybody wants to see. There's your city manager who doesn't get along with the new 7-to-1 council. A sexting video services. It's anonymous, and everybody at City Hall sees it. The lone Democrat on the council tries to defend Gerber for the sexting video, saying this is all just political. It's all just politics. This is supposed to be nonpartisan. This is the Republicans ganging up on a city manager that doesn't agree with the things they want to do and getting him out. Well, no kidding. What do you think they were elected to do? What do you think the fine people of Shawnee elected their Republican mayor and Republican council to do? Keep the creepers out? We're going to keep the creepy Dems out of being city manager from sending sex tapes around. That's what they're there to do. And the people of Shawnee like it. And this lone Democrat is just just beside herself over what's going on. I just can't believe this is happening. Really? You didn't want this to come to light that you've got a creeper as a city manager? So now they're swinging the narrative in Shawnee saying, 
This is what they're, the star and the public radio are trying to tell you that there are two Republicans running for mayor. The Republicans going to win, but they're two different Republicans. Remember, these are all supposed to be nonpartisan. We've gone through this in Lenexa, where I, I feel, my gut tells me, the Democrats are about to take over because the Republicans in Lenexa don't want partisan elections and they don't want people to know they're Republican, even though Republicans in Lenexa outnumber Democrats by a wide margin. They don't want people to know. So the gloves are off in this one, and the media is doing the dirty work, saying Mike Kemling is a conservative. We like Mike. We like Mike in Shawnee. Full support from Kevin Keatsman right there. If you're in Shawnee, Mike is your guy. Mike Kemling. He's running against Mickey Sanifer. Sanifer's a famous Kansas City family. We all know the Sanifers. We've heard of Sanifer Motors and a lot of different businesses. And they describe him as a rhino, basically a softer Republican, but he's not. The flyers that are going out there are painting him as a Democrat essentially. But it's nonpartisan, so you can't say. So since you don't say, Mickey Sanifer wants people of Shawnee to just think he's a softer, nicer Republican, which he ain't. This is so disingenuous, this stuff goes on. Mike Kemling, let me tell you about Mike Kemling running for Shawnee mayor. Lower taxes, no apartments, supported the the ban on anybody, uh, more than three people living in a house unless they're related. Free markets, less government, and a bill against transports in Shawnee. <laughs> okay, Mike Kemling, you're in. Ding, 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 ding. Mayor, Shawnee, let's go, Mike Kemling. Full-throated support from this podcast. If you live in Shawnee, they're trying to tell you that his opponent is also a Republican. He's just a nicer Republican. The other guy's a nicer Republican. That's what the liberal media are telling you. Do you believe the liberal media in Shawnee? Do you believe them? If they're telling you the other guy is also a Republican, just a nicer one, do you believe him? No, you don't believe him ever. Go Mike Kemling. Mike Kemling, if he wins, might be the most conservative mayor in Kansas City, and he will have a seven-to-one council. I cannot wait to see what they do in Shawnee. Making Shawnee great again. They've done it. It can be done anywhere. These elections are not nonpartisan. Period. Do you know why? Because people who run in nonpartisan elections also vote. And whether they voted for Biden or Trump matters. It matters to you. That's great stuff. Go Shawnee. Get out and vote. Oh, we get some updates here on the votes. Let's see. Oh, I got a great email from Patrick. Patrick, you get the gold star of the week here, the blue star, or whatever we hand out in the classroom. What'd you get? Blue ribbons as a kid? He has notified me these elections are mostly in Kansas or some in Missouri, but most of this stuff's going on in Kansas. So I don't mean to be Kansas slanted here, but there is a website called Kansans for Life. They have a political action committee. So the website is KFLPAC, Kansans for Life Political Action Committee, KFLPAC. Remember this now, no matter where you live in Kansas, if you don't know who to vote for right now, go to this. This is largely centered around being anti-abortion. Okay, Kansans for Life. But they have candidates they've endorsed. For example, they've endorsed my councilman that's running, Mark Charlton, but they've not endorsed Joe Carlin, who's running for mayor. So they don't endorse anybody running for mayor in Lenexa because they don't think either one of the candidates has a strong enough record against abortion. All right, so not everybody is listed. It's not a voter, it's not a Republican voter guide. It's just people that Kansans for Life supports. You can bet these are strong conservatives. There may be somebody to vote for in your area on this list. 
Go look at it. It's the entire state of Kansas. It's everywhere. Wichita, Topeka, Dodge City, Great Bend, Manhattan, Lawrence, you name it. Kansans for Life, politicalactioncommittee.org, KFLPAC.org. Patrick, thank you so much for sending that. That's great for hundreds of thousands of people that could be spread out all throughout Kansas. Spread the word to other Republicans in Kansas uh, that you know, your friends, your relatives, to go to that site to get some clearance, uh, some clarity on who to vote for. KFLPAC.org. And from Jeff, Shawnee County in Kansas has a GOP organization, Shawnee CO, Shawnee CO for county, Shawnee CO, GOP, Grand Ole Party, Shawnee CO, GOP.org. Go there if you live in Shawnee County. They have a complete voter guide for everyone to vote for if you want to vote for Republicans. ShawneeCountyGOP.org. ShawneeCountyGOP.org. We've talked about the Johnson County side as well. Johnson County Republican Party, Kansas. Johnson County Republican Party, Kansas.org. There you go. There's your voter guides. Thank you to our great listeners for continuing to update us on some of these great sites. KKHI is brought to you by Bstock.net. Bstock.net having... Well, they're having a great week this week. They've got all kinds of cool gaming consoles coming in. They'd love to hear from you. If you've got a specific item you're looking for this holiday season, give them a call at bstock.net, 913-800-1419 and say, I'm looking for this. Is it coming in? And they will hold it for you. It's like personal concierge service at a massive discount. Whether it's a MacBook Pro, a Samsung television, or a Sony PS5. bstock.net in Olathe, 913-800-1419. 1419. Love those folks. Ticketsforless.com. No fees ever. You're looking to go to a, a concert. They've just released a whole new concert slate. There's all kinds of cool concert stuff out there. Uh, Chris Stapleton is coming. A lot of these things are in the in the kind of the distant future. We get your tickets now. Ticketsforless.com. No fees added ever. And your promo code is KKHI. You will always save money at KKHI as your promo code. Five to 15% off typically. And don't forget, if the Chiefs win on Sunday for 24 hours, however many points the Chiefs score, you'll save that dollar amount on your next Chiefs ticket purchase. Ticketsforless.com slash KKHI. And our friend at Ron Buck over at Buck Roofing. We had a whole bunch of rain the last couple of weeks. And you may see some ceiling spots. You may not have had emergency from all the rain that we had, you know, like a hole in your roof. But you may start to see leaks now. If you're starting to see leaks or ceiling spots, call Ron Buck and get your roof inspected free. 913-384-2680. 913-384-2680. I was walking in Cabo yesterday uh, through a neighborhood adjacent to mine, and they obviously had some kind of water or flood or some kind of damage. They had one of those restoration crews at their house. They had dug up the sidewalk. They were clearly getting to the water main and everything else. I don't know what happened. Maybe the water main burst on them or something. And this company, the restoration company that was working, had a dumpster there, and it was pathetic looking. And it was some silly-looking dumpster company. I thought, oh, boy, I should leave a Ron Buck disposal flyer on the window of this restoration company. If you have a business like that, you're in restoration or something like that, and you use these giant disposal units at the job site where you're just ripping up carpet and taking it out and things like that, buckdisposal.com is your website. Go check it out. Okay, Kansas City, Missouri has got a lot going on. We've got a business that's getting a lot of attention. The business is called Dialectic Engineering, and they're in downtown Kansas City, and their CEO, Gregory Trees, has now made a big deal about this. He's gone public saying, I'm moving my company 
from downtown to Overland Park. Now, make no mistake about it. He's a CEO. If he could stay in Kansas City and save a whole bunch of money or get an incentive or whatever, he probably would. But Gregory Trees, the CEO, sounds like he's a conservative, says he's tired of his employees walking by homeless people and being frightened by them at stoplights. There are way too many car break-ins for his employees. They see bullet casings on the ground as they walk in and out of the building, and they see poop everywhere. Remember, what happens in San Francisco, Chicago, L.A., New York is coming here. We just have a lag time. But we're really good at catching up. Like the murder rate thing, like it started everywhere else, but damn, we're good at that. Mayor Q's setting records for murder rates in Kansas City. He's awesome at that. He's like, hey, San Francisco's not beating us on this. We got almost 1,000 fentanyl deaths. I mean, we're catching up at a rapid rate. When we see these really cool things happen in these other cities with Mayor Q on watch, He catches us up in a hurry. Like they got needles and poop on the sidewalk in San Francisco. We got to get needles and poop here. We got tent cities. We got, uh, what's the uh, tenants union or something? KC Tenants is out there getting free places to live. We got immigrants coming in, illegal aliens staying in hotels. And the city's paying for it. We got awesome things going on in Kansas City. It's just going great. Let's build a downtown ballpark around it. Yes. Mayor Q is on a roll in this town now. Gregory Tree says he's moving for this. And the, mo- the main thing would be this. The scariest part would be when your car gets broken into. You go to work, you come out at the end of the day, and your car's been smashed. And your stuff taken. People don't leave much in cars anymore. They shouldn't. Um, and it really isn't a lot of car theft. There is, there's plenty of car theft here. Actually, Kansas City's top 10 in America in car theft, too. They just announced that this week. We have just rocketed to the top. So, yes, a lot of these break-ins of cars are stolen cars as well. But cars can be tricky to steal sometimes. But we've made we've cracked the top 10. We've caught up with L.A., man. L.A. was, woo, with a bullet, man. They had it all. And Mayor Q's like, we got to catch up with L.A. They're progressive and cool, and California's awesome, and L.A.'s great. we got to get up there in car thefts now, and Kansas City has done it. Obligingly, top 10 in car thefts, break-ins, bullets on the ground, poop everywhere, homeless tent encampments. Yeah, Gregory Trees is moving his business to Overland Park. Thank you, sir. We'll take those tax dollars, I guess, in Kansas. And this one is a, you've heard the the term a word, a word from the wise. This is a word from the wise. This is a heavy subject but a lighthearted commentary, and I'll read it for you in a moment. The man's name is Hillel Fold, and he's on X. He describes himself as a global speaker, and he's Jewish. And this is the best thing I've read in a long time. It's certainly the best thing I've read about the conflict between the Jews and Hamas, the terrorists, between the Jews and terrorists. This is called When a Fly Falls into a Cup of Coffee. It's very short. When a fly falls into a cup of coffee... The Italian throws the cup, breaks it, and walks away in a fit of rage. When a fly falls into a cup of coffee, the German carefully washes the cup, sterilizes it, and makes himself a new cup of coffee. When a fly falls into a cup of coffee, the Frenchman takes out the fly and drinks the coffee. When a fly falls into a cup of coffee, the Chinese man eats the fly and throws away the coffee. When a fly falls into a cup of coffee, the Russian drinks the coffee with the fly, 
since it was no extra charge. <laughs> when a flies into a falls into a cup of coffee, the Israeli man sells the coffee to the Frenchman, sells the fly to the Chinese, sells the cup to the Italian, drinks a cup of tea, and uses the extra money he saved to invent a device that prevents flies from falling into coffee. <laughs> And the final one, when a fly falls into a cup of coffee, and this is the real statement, the money line, the Palestinian blames the Israeli for the fly falling into his coffee. The Palestinian protests the act of aggression to the UN. The Palestinian takes out a loan from the European Union to buy a new cup of coffee. The Palestinian then uses that money to purchase explosive and then blows up the coffee house where the Italian, the Frenchman, the Chinese, the German, and the Russian are all trying to explain to the Israeli man that he should have given away his cup of coffee to the Palestinians so there would be peace. Brilliant. I mean, there's no other word. That's absolutely, positively brilliant. KKHI is brought to you by Window World, simply the best for less. Online at windowskansascity.com. These are American-made windows, siding, and doors. Great local guys, John Gillette and his team, win customer service awards every year. They would love to do a free analysis for you. If your windows are old, if you see cracking, peeling, ripping, if you've seen water coming in, or you see condensation around them, make the call. They have 0% financing available, too. Window World is simply the best for less. They're the official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs, and all you got to do is make this call, 816-799-0820. WindowsKansasCity.com. They will come out, no pressure, no obligation. They'll explain the situation, and maybe it's something you do next year. Maybe you're able to save the money up to pay for it uh, over months or whatever. WindowsKansasCity.com. Amini's Galleria, 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park, online at Amini's.com. They now feature in-home saunas. We're not talking about hot tubs here. Sauna, steam rooms for your joints, your knee pain, your shoulder pain. It works. It worked for our Ashamini so well that he now sells them at Amini's. Of course, they've got all the pool tables, game tables, pinball machines, cool stuff, jukeboxes that you could ever want in your man cave at Amini's. Online at Aminis.com or visit them in person, 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park. This is Amini's. And Dr. Bill Bush, I had a weird dream last night. I dreamed that I went to the dentist, but it wasn't Dr. Bush's office, and I don't know why, and this is a strong endorsement for Dr. Bush, but I don't know why I had this dream. I did a patron podcast yesterday, and I specifically said on the patron podcast, I'm going to have a weird dream tonight about a topic we were talking about. We were talking about a recruiting video of Hamas and how they're recruiting young boys based on the young boys getting laid over and over and over after they die and go to heaven, and Allah has these perfect virgins for them. And, and it's disgusting what they're doing and how they're recruiting these boys to become terrorists. If you want to hear it, I, I thought it was one of the best patron podcasts I've ever done. Honestly, I, I think that topic, it gets a little too steamy and seedy and graphic and, and weird to put on the regular podcast for me. But for the patrons, it's okay. We just do different type material over there for the patrons. It's just different than this podcast. That's all. And this one's really different. If you want to hear it, go sign up to be a patron. KKHasIssues.com. It's five bucks a month. You get every patron podcast I've ever done and the newsletter every week. So you can hear that. But in the monologue that I was doing in the patron podcast, I said, boy, I'm going to have a crazy dream tonight about these weird Hamas terrorists and the things they do. 
I, I knew I was going to. I don't know how my dream was at the dentist, but I'm at the dentist and it's not Dr. Bush. It's not North Kansas City Dental. And I woke up. This was the one where you wake up and you're scared. And I was like, oh boy, okay. I'm in the dentist chair in this dentist that looked like a terrorist. I don't know how else to say it. I'm in the chair. It's just a routine checkup. And he comes over and he goes, yeah, this is part of a routine checkup now. And I'm like, what? And he's got the paddles. You know those paddles? They bring your heart back to life. And I'm like, are you sure this is safe? And he's like, oh, yes, this is safe. I'm like, oh, God, what's happening here? And he's got that lotion and he's lubing up the paddles and he's getting ready to put them on my chest. I'm like, nope. I woke up. I'm like, that's it. Now, thank God I sleep that well that I have dreams and I sleep that deeply. I'm, I'm thrilled that that's the case. But wow, was I frightened. Anyway, I got off the beaten path. I'm sorry. You will have no such experience with Dr. Bush. There you go. I'll, I'll let him know on the inside joke. Ask Dr. Bush when you go there if he has the paddles <laughs> and see if he gets it. He doesn't have the paddles. You're going to be good at North Kansas City Dental, online at nkcdental.com. I know. Just having a little fun here with the podcast on a Thursday. I enjoy doing that. I enjoy having fun with the podcast. It's what we do. On to sports, Travis Kelsey says he's embarrassed and takes the blame for the Chiefs' offensive fail last week. He said so on his New Heights podcast and that it's a bounce-back week, and he said the exact same thing that I said on Monday morning. Your humble podcast host identified that the Chiefs were fat and happy and lazy and sloppy in this game, and that's not the real Chiefs. I'm not going to sit here and tell you this is going to be the best Chiefs offense, but did you know this horrible Chiefs passing offense is still number three in the NFL? <laughs> How spoiled are we? And the NFL's hard, and playing on the road is hard. I don't know if you knew that or not. Everybody has a loss, and everybody that's still playing will lose again. The only team that's still playing that has a chance of winning every game left because they've done this before from this point is the Chiefs. They famously won what? 9, 10, 11 straight to win the Super Bowl? No, it's a hard game. But Travis Kelsey made some points and he went on for quite a while saying, basically saying, we should be better than this. That was not us. That will not be us. And it's a wake-up call this week. I think it's a bounce-back week. I think the Chiefs are going to play great. Look, the Chiefs statistically are fine. They're doing okay statistically on offense. Their only problem offensively is their turnovers. Folks, they're sloppier than they've ever been. And that's what Kelsey was saying. He was talking about the turnovers. He was talking about being sloppy, talking about making mistakes. That there's a fine line. I'm sure Andy Reid has, has let them have it this week. That guys, I come in here every day. I, what is Andy Reid's famous line? Show me your personality. Play aggressively. Show me your personality. Be you. Well, he's reining that in right now because y'all on this offensive side, you got big heads. If I'm Andy Reid, I'm all over him. You guys think you're hot stuff? Guess what? You're as bad turning the ball over right now as anybody in football, including you, number 15. You're a train wreck. You're throwing picks. You're fumbling in the pocket. You're holding the ball too long. You're all a mess. Take care of the ball. We have a defense. A punt is not a losing play anymore. For a long time in Kansas City, a punt was a losing play. It is not a losing play. Do not turn it over. Giving them the ball 40 yards downfield is a big deal, as opposed to giving it to them right here. And Kelsey made those comments on his podcast, so you better believe that's what Andy Reid is telling him this week. And I like that. 
I like hearing that a lot. Huge game. Sunday morning, 8.30, Chiefs and Dolphins. And really a huge second half of the schedule. Chiefs play everybody. The Chiefs play everybody. The rest of them are gimmies. The season, the one seed will be determined by this game Sunday, the Bills game, and the Bengals game. That's what's going to decide it. Because, my God, are we really worried about playing the Raiders a couple of times? And some of the other rummies that are out there? I'm not. That's where it'll be determined. College football, massive week. Boy, this is fun. Missouri at Georgia, 2.30 Saturday, CBS. It seems most people have decided it's a given that Missouri will score in this game. If that's the case, I'm just laying the lumber on the over 55 points. We'll talk to Lee Sterling about it on Friday's podcast. But everybody seems to think Missouri's going to line up and score on Georgia. Georgia has one weird statistic defensively because they're a good defensive team. They always have NFL players on their defense. Their red zone defense is no good. If you get to the red zone, you get in the end zone. But here's the caveat with that. Nobody gets to the red zone against Georgia. (laughs) They they keep people from getting down there. So Missouri got to get there. If they get there, yeah, Georgia's red zone defense has not been very good. Everybody seems to score on them. The other thing you don't like about hearing that stat is that stat balances out eventually. When Georgia allows enough people in the red zone, they're good enough in their DNA defensively to keep people out of the end zone. And you have to just hope this isn't the week for that. But who knows? I'm not convinced it's a given that Missouri's scoring 30 points in this game. A lot of people are. I'm not convinced of that. I think it's a given Georgia will score 30 because their offense has really improved even without Brock Bowers. Their quarterback's playing great. They've really improved, and they're playing at home. I'm fascinated by this game. I cannot wait to watch that game. What a great lineup Saturday. We have K-State at Texas at 11. Missouri, Georgia at 2.30, and KU at Iowa State at 6. It's a triple header. These games matter wildly. All three schools still have a chance to make it into their conference title game. All three. In November, all three have a chance. This is as good as it gets. Missouri wins at Georgia. They're the favorite in the East. K-State wins at Texas. They're the favorite in the Big 12. KU wins at Iowa State. They remain alive. They've got two losses. They've got a lot of work to do. They'll have to win out and get help but they're still alive. What an unbelievable week. No word out of Texas on Quinn Ewers, the quarterback, whether he's going to play. No word whether Arch Manning might make his debut against K-State. Malik Murphy will get the start, it appears, about 48 hours out from kickoff. Malik Murphy, the redshirt freshman, threw for 170 yards, an interception, and a fumble last week, but they won 35-6. to BYU hassled the guy. If BYU hassled the guy, K-State ought to be able to hassle Malik Murphy now. K-State hasn't been able to stop the run the last few years against Texas. Texas has just lined up against K-State and said, our guys are bigger and stronger than yours, and we don't care about your, care about your scheme that confuses quarterbacks. We're just going to hand it to Bijan Robinson, and there we go. Well, they don't have Bijan, but they got a great running game. And Texas may run all over the K-State defense. That's quite possible. If they can't run all over the K-State defense, Malik Murphy could struggle this week. Because K-State's defense has a tendency, when it's playing well, and they weren't this early in the year, but they are now, to just confuse quarterbacks with the way they play defense. Interesting game. Big game there. The loser of that game, I don't think, can make the Big 12 title game. And then KU at Iowa State, Jason Bean is going to get the start. They're saying Jalen Daniels is practicing and he's doing more. I don't believe any of it. I don't believe any of it. I don't know why I should believe any of it. 
It's a tough game for Kansas. It's hard to get up for Iowa State after you beat in Oklahoma. It's a night game. Ames is a tough place to play. Iowa State has the kind of defense that drags offenses down. This gonna be a ball game, folks. It's gonna be a ball game. I slight, I, you know, I will not be surprised if all three of our teams lose. That will not surprise me at all. I think Kansas has the best chance of winning. K-State, the second best chance, and Missouri, the third best chance. I know that's not much insight, but that's what I got. That's what I got. No insight in the World Series. It's over. The Rangers blasted the Diamondbacks four games to one. Here's how bad it was for the Diamondbacks. Zach Gallen, their starting pitcher in game five, took a no-hitter to the seventh. A no-hitter to the seventh. And the Diamondbacks still lost 5 nothing. They couldn't hit, folks. They just couldn't hit. We've seen this before. We've seen the, the, the team that wins the World Series, the team that pitches best. And Nathan Avaldi just got out of one jam after another in this game. The Diamondbacks had runners in scoring position first five innings and couldn't get any of them home. It was hard to watch, unless you were a Rangers fan. Four games to one. Corey Seager's your MVP. It is the second time he's been the MVP of the World Series. In 2020, he was MVP with the Dodgers. The only other position player to ever win two MVPs in the World Series, Reggie Jackson. Two different teams. Amazing. Chris Young, the former Royals, the general manager that put the Rangers together. Bruce Bochy now has to be discussed in the category of greatest manager of all time. I know there was eras where it was a lot easier to win. You know, your Connie Max and some of these others, these great managers. I'm sorry, man. Show me somebody better than Bruce Bochy. That's his fourth World Series title. Amazing. Max Scherzer wins a ring, the World Series title. He didn't contribute a lot because he'd been hurt, but he contributed. He mattered. And I would love emails on this from Missouri fans. Is Max Scherzer the greatest University of Missouri athlete of all time? If we don't look at it of, is he the fastest? Does he jump the highest? You know, you know he's not Brad Smith out there running around or something like that. Is he the best? I guess what I'm asking is, did he go on and have the best professional career of anybody ever from Mizzou? My God, Max Scherzer has just been a warrior for a long time. What an unbelievable career. And they need to rethink some of the Hall of Fame stats because there's going to be no more 300-game winners anymore in baseball. Starting pitchers don't get the wins anymore. The stats have changed. The game changes. Max Scherzer is a Hall of Famer in my book. Not even close. He's a Hall of Famer in my book. What a great, great performer and competitor he's been. Send me your, tell me who's better than Max Scherzer. University of Missouri Athletics, any sport, doesn't matter. Who's better than Max Scherzer at what he does? Our final final today is brought to you by Great Life Golf. Play more golf with Great Life Golf. Log on to greatlifegolfkc.com and find out where you can play and what membership you can get in 2024 to play more golf. This is a great Christmas gift as well. I'm serious. Get, get golf, golf for Christmas is the greatest gift ever. Tell your spouse. I want either some gift cards for rounds of golf from some of the great life courses, or I want to join one of these courses where it's all you can play. It's pretty cool stuff. Greatlifegolf.com or greatlifekc.com. Earth Effects Outdoors, your new landscape company, online at eeoutdoor.com. Call Daniel at 816-478-7700 for all your landscaping needs anywhere in the Kansas City metropolitan area for over 25 years. It's Earth Effects Outdoor Landscaping, 816 816- 
478-7700. And of course, our friends, the Finch Knife Company. Finchknifeco.com is the website. They're available at Shields and the Bullet Hole in Mission. Keep life from getting dull with a Finch pocket knife. Online at finchknifeco.com. Our final final is Worlds of Fun. We have more fi- Worlds of Fun's been our final final multiple times. They're owned or were owned by a company called Cedar Fair. Cedar Fair is merging with Six Flags. And the new company, I think, will be called Six Flags. But I don't know that they're going to change the name Worlds of Fun. It may stay the same. It may be Six Flags Kansas City. They may, they may rename it. We'll see. Six Flags becomes the new owner, and they're saying this is really good for all these parks. Six Flags will now be the largest amusement company in America by far. 27 amusement parks, 15 water parks, nine resorts, and eight billion-dollar corporation, and Worlds of Fun becomes part of that. We'll see what that means. I sort of feel like they did put the new Zambezi Zinger in this year. I didn't write it. I'm terrible. I'm a horrible person because I didn't get out and write it, and I said I would, and I didn't. I'm terrible. But they did build that, but it seems like Worlds of Fun has been kind of ignored for a while with Cedar Fair. Like, it hasn't been toward the top of their list. Maybe Six Flags changes that and sees Kansas City as the cool place it is. We got the World Cup coming, man. We got America's team, the Kansas City Chiefs. We got a women's soccer stadium, first ever in the history of the, of the country. We're it. Kansas City's it. Come on, rename us. Buy some more land out there. Make this theme park great again. Let's do it. Six Flags Over Kansas City has a nice ring to it. That works for me. There's your podcast today, KKHI. Don't forget to hit that like or follow button. And if you'd like to become a patron, you can sign up at kkasissues.com. If you're interested in sponsoring the podcast, just shoot us an email. Kevin at kkasissues.com. We might be able to do some great things for your company by partnering up or getting on the KK List. KK List is a wonderful resource for all of you. Support great local service industry businesses and retail businesses that you know are owned and operated by great conservatives. That's awesome. TheKKList.com. See everybody all in one place. Support businesses that are like-minded at the kklist.com. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. (laughs) 